0: is the bullpen on 1027 ESPN with Patrick Osborne and Brandon Elkins. Opinions are welcome at 512-834-1027.
1: And hey, welcome to the Bullpen, the
0: Tuesday afternoon edition. 102.7 ESPN, my name is Patrick Osborne. His name is Brandon Elkins. Yes, ladies Hi. and gentlemen, he's back.
2: I'm back, and yet again, someone took my mic screen,
0: he, so... He tried to run away. We, uh... He just... He, uh, he, just, he can't stay... This place is like a black hole, man. You can't stay
2: away. I'm sorry. I just feel so naked with this thing in front of me like this. I just can't do it. I can't do it. I gotta
0: go... Ooh, you look it, too. Oh.
2: No, yeah, not
0: really. I look naked? Did I forget to change again? This is really just a bad dream. This is. This is one of those dreams where you show up at No, man, this is
2: a great dream. I get to hang out here and talk with y'all for an hour.
0: That is true. I love that. That is true. Love that. And if you would like to join us today, the conversation here in the bullpen, 512-834-1027 is our number. Here. Do you know why? Why what? Why we want calls. I do know why. Why is that? Because opinions are always welcome.
2: Damn it, you're right. Took, it right, took the words right out of my mouth. Pretty good, aren't I? Man, that's why we're on a team. That's bro. right, man. That's why we're here. That's right.
0: Thank we you, got Bob. Weird. <laughs> thank you mark <laughs> yes indeed so you're feeling uh you're feeling up for a uh, little little chat today A really. uh, little sports talk can we just sit
2: here and stare at each other's eyes
0: no i i would play pre- some music i would prefer we did anything but that sing fact, any almost anything but that. not any <laughs> almost anything but that
2: you don't want to stare in my eyes deeply and check my soul
0: i really don't okay that's fair hard. hard pass thank you i like you a lot that's why we're friends but not that much <laughs> fair enough no, uh, but yeah. So uh, did yeah, you hear, let's talk sports. Did you hear about this situation happening? Uh, th- this happened a few days ago. I was on Sunday, but uh, the officials, the NFL officials, who appeared to ask Mike Evans for an autograph, it seemed pretty tacky in the moment. I- I've seen this video. I've watched it because the NFL is n- today is out with a response. Mm-hmm. Okay, I don't know if you've seen the response, uh, but the NFL is like, ah, nothing happened. I'm looking at it. I go, what? What the hell else could have been happening here? Sure. So you get two, two officials. They walk up to Evans. He's minding his own business. Mm-hmm. and After a loss. After a, tough a loss. Right. They, they, they yell. You you see him. They flag him down kind of yell his name. Hand him a couple of small pieces of paper. Evans starts writing. Mm-hmm. And they're all giddy like fans. They look like it. Mm-hmm. So the NFL has been reviewing this post-game interaction between Mike Evans, Buccaneers wide receiver, two members of the game's officiating crew, and that loss to the Panthers, which by, in and of itself is you should be ashamed.
2: I mean, you just you were they're part of the contributing part of factor of them losing. Yeah. So why would you want to sign autographs for them if that was the reason?
0: So uh, under the collective bargaining agreement between the league and the NFL Referees Association, game officials quote shall not ask players, coaches, or any other team professional personnel, I should say, for autographs or memorabilia. End quote. So, fair, <laughs> totally fair. So uh, this whole thing that sparked this investigation. Uh, we're talking about side judge Jeff Lamberth and line judge Trip Sutter.
2: It's always bad when you know the names of the referees. I know, man.
0: <laughs> You're an Angel Hernández territory the news now. or, yeah, exactly, <laughs> <laughs> or uh, just by heart. Now, the league has investigated this, has not went on to say what happened during the interaction, but has said, we've investigated and found there was no request for an autograph.
2: So you didn't see the Tom Pelisario tweet?
0: Yeah, no, I did. Uh,
2: you should check it out. <laughs> uh, I, I, I'm just, try- I'm going off the top of my head what I saw. I know Ian Rappaport retweeted it. Uh, the, 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 the rumor is, or the scuttlebutt is that the refs and Mike Evans went to went to A They knew some, uh, <laughs> some golf coach. Oh. and they were exchanging phone numbers or information about said. Coach, I
0: believe. Yeah, I don't buy that at all. That is yeah. a ridiculous lie to make up, and nobody believes that. Not
2: only does that sound like a lie, it sounds like twenty times worse than
0: asking for an autograph. Yeah, well, in a way, yeah, I don't know. To me, it sounds like um, like a nine year old who got who, who got caught trying to sneak an extra Flintstone vitamin, <laughs> and is now making go- of, of an excuse as to why you didn't really see me just pulling out an extra Flintstone. I wasn't just pulling out a purple Barney. No, 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 no. I was uh, talking about a, a golf coach with a mutual friend. I mean, it's it's the same thing. Ridiculous! ridiculous. That fan's blowing into this. Uh... Is it? Can you can you hear that? I can't. No? but I'll move it. It feels good though. Oh, I, I mean, it wouldn't bother me. I just uh, I was trying to figure out what that. News All right, I'm was.
2: trying to find the retweet because
0: so this is this must be new because I just pulled this this story not too long ago about the NFL and their response to this. These guys, what, what, tweet too much. Very much. Okay, two hours ago. So this is from
2: Pelicero. Full story from Tom Pelicero's Pel, Twitter. Wide receiver Mike Evans and side judge Jeff Lamberth both went to Texas A and M. was giving Evans was getting Evans's phone number to pass it along. Oh, I just lost my place. I'll uh, pass it along to a golf pro to give Evans lessons. Per sources. Lambert didn't have paper, so he borrowed it from an official. The NFL said in a statement that both Jeff Lambert and line judge Trip Sutter have been reminded of the importance of avoiding even the appearance of improperly when interacting with players, coaches, and club staff on game day. In other words, bad luck, no discipline. Quote, unquote, from Tom Pelissaro.
0: I wouldn't want to pull a heist with these guys. They clearly don't know when to you know, go under the radar. Uh, I, like
2: directly after a game in the tunnel, yeah. hello, that's full of cameras. Yeah. there's cameras everywhere. You know, if you, if regardless gonna, of what you were doing, was
0: nice or not. Well, and I, I think it's <laughs> this fan is just Papers apparently just the death off. of us. Um, I think that um, you know they could fix that with a little AC in here. Just no, saying,
2: that's no. You, you're asking a lot,
0: man. Um, but I, I just, I, I don't, I just, I just have a, what a story. Yeah, I don't buy it. I, no, 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 no. You can
2: t- you can clearly tell that Evans was signing something that was not. That's not how you you can't. Write, I don't feel like you can't write a name or a number that fast. Mm-hmm. When you when you're doing a signature, boom, he did it. Done off. Yeah, yeah. gone.
0: So uh, next time, guys, just be a little more conspicuous. Be subtle, man.
2: Wait till you know where they end up after. Or less conspicuous. After after they get out of the locker room, you know where they all end up. You probably could have you know figured it out much after the game.
0: Just, I don't know. It's a stupid lie. It is. They were asking. They were they were they were giddy fans in that moment and they shouldn't have been. They should have waited until the cameras were off and do what everyone do. Mm. No harm, no foul. Nobody's there to see it and it didn't happen, right? Exactly. Right. Okay. It's uh, not
2: that difficult you work for the most corrupt you know corporation in in the world in the NFL. Hello. Yeah. Just you should the, know how to be, be times. Yeah, you should know how to be sleazy and break the rules without and break being the law. Seen.
0: Under the radar. Boom. That's all we're saying. Yeah. Just, you know. Hello. Make us proud. Uh, also in the NFL, you, you probably heard about this as well, uh, the, the Colts' offensive woes. I don't know, man.
2: I slept a lot yesterday.
0: Okay. Well, <laughs> well allow me to fill you in, my Bring friend. it. Uh, with, uh, as I'm sure you are aware, having watched the NFL so far this year, the Colts' offensive woes have continued. They really have reached some worrisome proportions uh, mm-hmm. for Indianapolis at this point. So the team has d- decided on a bit of a dramatic shift at its most important position, and that would be quarterback. That's right. Uh Indianapolis promoting a well-known name around these parts. Sam Ellinger, starting quarterback for Sunday's game against the Commanders. Hook'em, baby. Veteran Matt Ryan sustaining a grade-two shoulder separation against the Titans on Sunday. Coach Frank Reich said this. Uh, he says uh, Ryan won't play or practice this week and uh, uh, because of that injury, but he's <clears> emphatically <throat> stating that this move is intended to be for the remainder of the season, but he had plenty <laughs> of nice things to say about Ryan.
3: He's a pro's pro. This guy is, this guy is special, special, special.
0: And you know, we all we know, right, at the quarterback position, that it's not our poor production on offense is not on one person. It's not on Matt Ryan, um, but we also know, as Matt and I talked it through, hey, as head coach and quarterback, as head coach, ultimately it doesn't matter. I'm judged on wins and losses. And yeah, that's absolutely right. And quarterbacks judged in their own metrics there. So you look- kind of had a feeling this was going to happen. I mean.
2: This- thank thank you to Matt, Matt or Matt Ryan for everything he's done. He's been very good for this league for a very long yeah, time. He's, he's, he's got a lot of great, great wins career. under his belt. Great but career. It, you knew that this was he was just a buffer uh either to Ellinger or some other quarterback that they would have drafted whether at you know at, at next year or not. He was not the long-term goal for the Colts. Yeah.
0: And it sounds to me like Matt Ryan has has now taken his final snap ever as sure. an Indianapolis, you know, strictly
2: business decision period. here, or perhaps ever, unless Ellinger gets hurt, which we know he's kind
0: of certainly possible not to
2: throw, put that juju out there, but definitely possible. He likes to throw his body out there because he's a very good football player. So you, you got to be careful.
0: Now Ellinger's only played eighteen regular season snaps in his career. He's never thrown a pass in the regular season. <laughs>
2: Giddy um, up.
0: He uh, it. it They're hoping that his mobility—he's—he's got some pretty good mobility, so they're hoping that some legs it could uh, maybe mitigate some of the confounding issues that the Colts have been experiencing with their O line. Uh,
2: It's—I mean—they're just getting knocked around, maybe like having being able to roll out something like that, (laughs) maybe something something like that. Yeah, Yeah. get out of the pocket because Matt Ryan cannot.
0: Yeah, well, I mean, he was uh, ten quarterback hits
2: in the game. I think Matt Ryan played very admirably for his. I don't want to skip. I don't want to say age, but the skill set that he has left in him, I think he's played pretty well.
0: I, I think would, this. I wouldn't deny I think, that at all.
2: I think this this decision is probably a couple games too late. Yeah, but at least they gave him every chance. And
0: it's obviously he got the he's got, got, the, he's got the
2: veterans' chance. Yeah, he's not there anymore. Time to move on.
0: So the car obviously you know the the, the Colts targeted Ryan after the loss of Wentz. Car- Carson Wins. Mm-hmm. They have really had a revolving door of quarterbacks since Andrew Luck retired in what 2019. Mm-hmm. So, Feels Ellinger longer than that too. Ellinger now is the seventh quarterback to start a game for the Colts since Reich became the team's coach in 2018. Seven quarterbacks they've had there in Indianapolis. This could be another team in the Bryce Young uh, pursuit. You never know. Yeah. Colts, 3-3-1 uh, three, three this season, uh, including 1-3-1 and one against AFC South.
2: Although I would love for just Allinger to take this league by storm wouldn't and just be, dominate be and be the next quarterback for the Indianapolis Colts for the next 10 years. Why not?
0: Why not? I, I Why hear, can't he be? I hear Indy's a nice town. Yeah. You know? Yeah. yeah. It's you, cold, you're but. you getting paid millions of dollars. Yeah, to throw you'll be fine.
2: Oh, cold. Who cares? That's what I'm saying. You'll be fine. Yeah. You got money. You got heat. You'll be fine. Yeah. You can get all the nice coats of Burlington, Burlington co Factory. Must be nice. Because yeah. when you walk in the combination with the amount of money. money that he makes at Burlington Coat Factory, you are literally a king. Yeah, you buy the store. That was a direct quote from Michael Scott,
0: sort of. Oh. <laughs> but okay. I got you. That's cool. I got you. The Office? Yes. Sorry. I've all right. I, I've, uh,
2: I've been watching the ex- I've, all the extended I, no, I really versions of The show. Office show on Peacock, and let me tell you, they are so much better with the extended version. It's so sad the things that they cut from that show for for
0: network yeah purposes. yeah anyway i I, tr- I really tried with that show i really did closest i came was parks and rec <laughs>
2: i love but parks and rec honestly show. is better than the office uh no one will not many people will admit that but I will. it's true i will uh, i kept
0: my attention longer
2: i be it, i'm biased towards chris pratt because i i knew him in real life for many years uh before i moved here i really knew him just came in a bunch to where i worked and we had, we had certain conversations i know no big deal him and Anna Ferris, their family's cool. Anyway, <laughs> we party. <laughs> yeah, no, we did. We I passed out on did.
0: their couch one night. I
2: served them drinks a lot. It was cool. We oh, talked. Oh, well, that great. kind of relationship. Yeah, I was a bartender. Okay. Yeah, gotcha. I told him, you know, make me famous, bro. And he's like, who are you again? Yeah, it was great.
0: And then you ended up on the bullpen. And, and then I ended up now- on the bullpen with you. <laughs> and now, now you're bigger than Chris Pratt ever could imagine. I mean, ever. let's ever yeah, right local celebrity, right? Good lord. Dallas Cowboys opening up as a ten point favorite over against the Bears. Over the Bears, mm-hmm. I should say, in Week Eight here, uh, heavily favored not surprising. you th- You think that number will go up as the week progresses, too as well. You got to imagine think 10's a little low, I think you you got to imagine. Um, I mean, regardless of how well they played. It yesterday. took them a little while to get some control in that game against the Lions. Um, they didn't look great at at times. Um, ended up twenty four six. The twenty four six actually, I think is a bit of a hey man,
2: a, a bit deceiving. You know the saying. It's not how you start; it's how you finish. A win's all that matters, and wins a wins a wins a wins a wins a wins a win.
0: So, uh, Cowboys head into Week Eight against the Bears. Cowboys five and two. Bears two and four. You can probably guess which direction that the uh, the spread's going to go here. Uh Cowboys heavily favored by the uh, DraftKings Sportsbook right now at ten point.
2: I don't know, man. They failed us for the 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 Texas Oklahoma State game. Well, six and a half in favor for Texas, and whoops, yeah, that didn't go very well. Was Although, that? I feel like they expected Spencer Sanders not to play that game, and then he did. And he played pretty pretty well. Oh,
0: well, Gundy pulled a fast one, didn't and he? He sure did. Yeah. We,
2: like we should have figured, but whatever. I guess
0: we had to speculate. Shifty old Mike Gundy. Man, he's good. So the Cowboys are probably moving to add some cornerback depth uh, in the wake of uh, Jordan Lewis' season-ending season in, injury. Uh, season ending injury. Uh, this is according to Ian Rappaport, NFL Media. The Cowboys expected to sign Kendall Sheffield to the practice squad. Uh, Lewis had a foot, foot surgery Sunday. He suffered a... Uh, how do you say this? Liz Frank. Injured? Liz Frank. Liz yep. Frank. Oh, that's not good. Yeah, uh, no. her injury over the uh, and that went over the. the that's Lions. a foot injury, correct? Yeah. Yep. yeah. Uh, Sheffield, though, fourth round uh, pick from 2019 for the Falcons. Played 38 games, claimed by the Texans, released in their uh, injured reserve list earlier this month. At 101 tackles, two forced fumbles during the, uh, his time in Atlanta. So the Cowboys. They got uh, Trayvon Diggs, Anthony Brown, DeRon Bland, Kevin Joseph, CJ Goodwin, all his healthy corners in that 53-man roster. Looking pretty good. Right I like now it as right mm-hmm. now. That, Things that, are
2: looking very good. That up defense, in
0: D-town. Uh, that, that defense is looking pretty, pretty nasty. Pretty. It's fearsome. looking like a
2: Dan Quinn defense. It is looking like 100%. a Dan Quinn defense. Yep. Uh, if and, only he had a couple more six-foot plus corners or defensive backs, then it would really look like a Dan Quinn
0: defense. Yeah. Yeah. Now the. Um, Cowboys offense, hopefully, will be roaring back to life here, too. Well, not that it ever died, but it just sort of stayed in, you know, quiet, conservative mode under Cooper Rush. Mm-hmm. Now we got Dak back. But the offensive game plan has changed. I wouldn't say dramatically, but certainly has changed in the absence of Dak Prescott. And so I, I, I it's only benefited Dallas. On that side of the ball i would have to assume
2: yeah i mean you knew there was going to be a, i i kind of figured it was going to be a little slow start because dak has been out for a while and and regardless if you're a professional or not you know it's not easy just jumping back into a game like that after you've been gone for so long so i i didn't it didn't surprise me to to see um, because the lions aren't as bad as their record shows i think they're just playing some really good teams and so this is the record they have, but they're not a terrible team. So no, it's not it's not out of the ordinary to see them actually play a competitive game anymore. Like, you know, we're so used to the Lions being this the, you know, the basement dwellers and the O for the the team that went Ofer for the, you know, for the entire season. Right. That's the perspective we have, but it's not that team anymore. No. So it's not out of the ordinary when you see them be competitive.
0: So whether they win or not. I think probably the only person who's happier with Dak Prescott's return uh, than Says happier you? than Dak would would be Jerry Jones. Yes, always. I, Jerry is now looking at a healthy Prescott and the chances of contending for the playoffs and a Super Bowl this season becoming more and more real. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think he's he sees this as it being as wide open as it's been for the Cowboys in a while. Well,
1: I think that um, at all times I don't ever feel like it's set it's like holding two handfuls of jello and thinking you've got it when it's coming out this finger coming out that finger and you try to grab over there so there's an element of that that uh, if you will injury but there is a really the evolving of uh, your talent level young players can be a different player in skill or in contribution by the time they get to the playoffs from when they started in training camp Consequently, sometimes an older player can uh, have a depreciation over that uh, four-month span. And so uh, you've got to anticipate that and know that it's a moving target and uh, uh, it's just not going to be the same wagon train that left the east, broke the wagons down on the Mississippi and burned some of them for firewood and a lot of people barn and died on the way. It's the train, but it's not the same makeup of it. Okay, Jerry. I, I listened
2: to that audio clip a few times, and it still surprises me. I don't know what the hell he was talking about. Jello coming out all sides. <laughs> I just picture, I just pictured it. I had to picture him squeezing jello in his hand. It was coming weird. Out, coming out on. I'm all sorry sides. to everyone else. who just had to picture that when you squeeze the jello, and it comes out your fingers, all sides of your fingers.
0: Now, are, are we getting are we getting too uh, too over overhyped about these Cowboys? I mean, just think about a season ago. Seven games in, ransacking the NFC East at the time thanks Mm -hmm. to a record-breaking offense. 6-1, and Mm -hmm. scored a league-leading 225 points thanks to a gaudy 16 touchdown passes from Dak Prescott. These Cowboys are not those Cowboys. Correct. These Cowboys have scored 134 points. Right? Um, Last season, they led the NFL in scoring. Now they're 10th in the NFC. Last season, through seven games, they had had, uh, scored 40 points twice, top 35 four times this season, it's Dallas defense dictating success, holding six of the seven opponents under 20 points. So, and the last three victories, 15, 12, and 18 points, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it, it feels like these are these are closer, more intense games because these are tighter tighter scores. But I think really a lot of it has to do with just the the, the difference in the way that the Cowboys have been playing. They're still finding a way to win. It's just... You know, it's not coming all through the air from Dak Prescott right now,
2: and it's like you said, they played very conservative with Cooper Rush. Yeah, and so it's not, it's not surprising when they scored that much. But it doesn't matter because they're five and three, five and two. Yes, five and two, five and two. Yeah, Yeah. they're five and two, and they're playing well, and they have one of the best defenses in the league. So they don't have to score a lot of points to win games. It is it concerning if they're still scoring under twenty points? By week fifteen, say, and and they're still kind of playing conservative, and we're still unsure what kind of team this is. That's a problem. Yeah. But the, we're talking about Dax played seven total quarters this entire season. Yeah. So give him a chance to get his feet under, him. knock the rust off, and yeah, because again, didn't play very well in that in the first three quarters of the first game, and so now he played a full game. They won. It took a little bit. We it still may be conservative, letting him get you know his feet underneath him. And then they'll open up the playbook, give him. Give him a game. I mean, maybe they'll open it up for him this week. Oh. We'll see.
0: Zeke. But yeah. Tony. Guys like that can, can definitely They're make handling it easier the load for him right to, to ease his way back in.
2: 100%. Absolutely. Absolutely.
0: Uh, in fact, Jerry says right now, the Cow- especially when it comes to defense, the Cowboys are just practicing playoff football at this Absolutely. point. Absolutely. what he yeah. says.
2: I mean, I feel like at this point, it would be kind of crazy if they didn't make the playoffs. I think so. So.
0: Uh, so more on the way, more NFL talk on the way. Going to take a look back at uh, Monday Night Football. Bill Belichick, is he creating a quarterback controversy there in uh, New England, <laughs> doing his Belichick thing?
2: There should be. Now I'm being real. There should be a quarterback yeah. controversy in New England.
0: We've got uh, power rankings. The a, uh, a major player in the MLB maybe making a major move for Aaron Judge. That World Series talk, Longhorns talk, 512-834-1027 is the number. Give us a call here in the bullpen. The bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on 1027 ESPN. Welcome back to the bullpen. Update.
2: Oh. Found my found mics. My, my Alright.
0: So you're not naked anymore. I'm not naked anymore. Thank God.
2: Imagine it's like not having your Yeti or not having your well, that's a bad analogy. It is that's because weird. that's like a ri- That's like not having my phone.
0: Look, dude, I couldn't afford a Yeti. So why don't you why don't you bring it bring it down to my blue collar level a little bit? Bro,
2: I got this, this was a gift for me in 2018. And I've still had it. Fancy. I haven't picked a new one. Look at you. I hold on to my things. Look at this thing. It's full of nasty-ass I mean, stickers that are peeling off. You could
0: you could knock somebody out with that I thing. I could. It's, that it's, thing is
2: heavy duty. Man, they man. don't make them like this anymore.
0: Don't need a... You don't need a roll of nickels when you got that thing.
2: Hell no. Especially Just, it's full of water and ice every day. Put that in a sock. Yes, sir. So, so the, bear,
0: the Bears forced four for turnovers. Rush for 243 yards in their 33-14 demolition of the New England Patriots last night. Chicago now moves to 3-4. and four. New England falls to 3-4. and four. That's
2: very unexpected. Yeah. I did not see the Patriots being this bad.
0: There were some weirds. Uh, Belichick is making some... He, he raised some eyebrows last night with his Mac Jones choices here. Wait a minute. Bill Belichick raised some eyebrows? I know. And, is and, water wet anymore? No, it's Are not. Are these walls real? The sky is not blue either. Oh, my God. Mac Jones only played 3 series. He was intercepted <laughs> intercepted by a uh, Jaquan Brisker on his final pass of the night. So Bailey Zappi. Quickly. What a name. I know. God Zappy. what a name. Zappi. Although I don't know why it reminds me of some Cajun, like Cajun food. Is there a reason why? Like is it, he's like, from Louisiana? Is Zaps? Louisiana? Is that what it is? Like Zaps?
2: Yeah, because the Zaps chips that's, are our, our New Orleans, Orleans style chips. Yeah, the flavor. flavor. That's oh why. God. That's why I'm thinking of When about, I could okay. eat spicy foods, I was I was eating that every day. Yeah, you're so good, man. So. I miss it. Oh, my God, I
0: miss it. A ah, moment of silence for your inability to eat spicy foods. All right, that's enough.
2: <laughs> <laughs> you
0: really got me going here now. So, Mac Jones, he only played three series last night. Uh, and then Zappy Mania. Took over. Although he, uh, Zappy did end up, uh, he what he, he fumbled uh, through interceptions say, to yeah, Roquan Smith and Kyler Gordon.
2: He only scored fifteen or fourteen points, and they got blown
0: out, fourteen to twenty-two and one hundred and eighty-five yards with a touchdown and three turnovers. Mac Jones, yeah. three of six for thirteen yards. This in his return from that high ankle sprain that happened in the final play of Week Three.
2: Yeah, way to give him a chance there, Belichick.
0: Three three series or. three? three series total right he was three for brutal. six that's brutal yeah uh the bears they rolled 390 total yards 11 of 18 on third downs justin fields who uh uh johnny rude and i were questioning yesterday whether or not you know also
2: thank you to johnny rude for covering for me he kicked love ass that guy. man
0: he's great love that guy uh he rushed for uh 83 yards touchdown 13 carries and david montgomery 15 carries 62 yards uh khalil herbert 12 carries 62 yards so the Bears scored their final 23 points after trailing 14-10 in the second quarter. And Fields went 13-21 with 179 yards, touchdown, and an interception. This was not a pretty game uh, at, at many times.
2: You got to wonder if the quarterback change really kind of messed with the psyche of the team. For the Patriots? Especially when the the crowd was chanting for the other quarterback as well.
0: Yeah. This was, um, it was an interesting choice. And it's got some people questioning a lot. In fact, Post game, mm-hmm. there were a lot of questions as to the the logic behind this. The, the what drove this was this a performance thing? Mm-hmm. Why? Uh, Belichick did his Belichick thing.
3: Bill, was that a medical decision? The timing of the no. pulling him.
1: So was that related to the the interception that was his no. last play tonight? No, we we had planned to play. Uh, I told the quarterbacks that we were gonna we were gonna play both of them. And so was
3: the plan for three series. It just seems. When his last play is an interception, it looks like a, a benching
1: for performance. That's not what it was, but you you know, you can write whatever you want to write. That's not what it was.
3: Was Mac Jones aware that he would only play part of the game?
1: Yes. At what point in the week did, did these guys know at the beginning of the week that this was the plan all week long, or like how did it work out with reps at practice? We went through the week. So they were aware of the situation that they were going to split reps? We went through the week of practice. Mac was inactive last week. Bill, just going forward, as you have the Jets coming up next, do you see a situation where you might go one quarterback one week and one the next and have kind of a platoon situation, or are you going to start one quarterback each week?
0: No, I don't see that. All right, so Belichick's the kind of guy, like I've always wanted to like Bill Belichick because I'm a big fan that that whole curmudgeon act. I'm a big fan of that. <laughs> yeah. But I don't like Bill Belichick. I've, I've tried year after year as a New England fan, and I just – this guy – Answer a question I, I, just, I really smile don't once in a while I really don't think he's like this in real life probably not I mean
2: have you seen the the his, his, like his girlfriend he's got like a super young fiance mm-hmm. and so like you got you can't imagine that s- uh, someone or anyone, would want to deal with a guy who was like that 24-7 to the media. I guarantee you it's just a front
0: that he puts I up. I don't know. If I the know, money's I, good I, enough, I know some women that will put up with anything.
2: Okay. Well, I am not insinuating that. I'm insinuating that beyond the media, he's probably a really good guy because people like playing for him, too. No one's going to want to play for a curmudgeon, grumpy old man like that all the time. No. I'm sure he's cool. He's a great guy in real life. But, man, the way he portrays himself in the media, he's either the best actor in the world or... Or maybe he is just maybe he does have a little bit of a personality of of
3: sorts like that. Yeah, I don't be. know.
0: Now here's Mac Jones.
3: Definitely wanted to play better, and um, you know I just got to do better at my job, and that's all it comes down to, and um, that's all I can control. And honestly, you know we got a good chance here to go against the Jets, and that's kind of what I'm already focused on. So, like I said, I'm going to do my best to put my best foot forward, and I've been in this situation before, and i um, just going to try and help the team, and whatever my role is, I'll be ready, and I'll give it 100%.
0: And if ever you want a master class on how not to answer questions that are asked of you, watch <laughs> Mac Jones, because the dude will not answer questions. They'll really? ask him flat out. So uh, what did you think about the uh, you know the, the benching? Did you think it was a performance issue? Well, yeah, so I uh, just went out there, and we we're trying to do our best as we could for a team, and uh, looking forward coach to... coach speak. Yeah, and it's annoying. It is annoying. I,
4: I,
2: For some reason, I'm not surprised by this, because... The last I heard in training camp, Mac Jones was really struggling to get the playbook down and not doing very well at all. So, to me, this doesn't seem surprising at all. I just don't know who the hell Brady Zappi is, Bradley Zappi. Bailey, Bailey, Bailey Zappy. Zappy. Where the
0: hell did he come from? I'll well, get used to it because that's probably going to be the name you hear for a while. Dig it. Let's head over to the phones. Northside Dave wants to weigh in on this Belichick situation. Good afternoon, Dave. How you
2: guys doing? Hey, you're what saying the name wrong. Is it Zappé?
4: Belichick, that's not how you pronounce his last name. He was on a, uh, I won't say who, with, with another sports station uh, a year ago. Yeah, about a year ago. Yeah. And uh, he said that his name is pronounced Belichick. Oh.
2: Not Bel- Belichick. Belichick? But he just never bothered to. He's, n- he's literally he's never told the sports world that until just now. I don't, yeah. I think everybody's called him Belichick. On.
4: Yeah, I know, but he was on a radio show your interview?
2: I bet he's just playing up to the media again. He's just being a funny little personal personal guy outside of the media. Just being typical. typical just being typical Bill, Bill Belichick. Bill Belichick. I, I can't do that. <laughs> I, like, I can't do that. I like
4: his I like his interviews, so I just you know, it's just that these reporters ask these questions, he just gives them a dry, short answer. Actually pretty comical in my opinion.
0: Well, it can be. I'll give him that. It can be funny sometimes. Other times, though, I just want an answer, and I think people, a lot of people, want an answer, and he just won't give it. Which that's his thing, you know. That's his thing. That's the that's the Belichick hey, thing. You know, you know, from
4: uh, Victoria, Texas, right? Who? Happy, you know, he's from Victoria. Oh yeah,
0: Texas. yeah. Oh, he's a Texan. Oh, I didn't know he was from he Victoria, is. but I heard he was a Texan.
2: I don't know where that is. Yeah, is that near
0: Houston? To, uh, yeah. uh, he went
4: to here. Houston Baptist or Texas Baptist, or
2: then he transferred to Western Kentucky. Okay.
0: Very cool. Well, i Yep, yeah, yeah.
2: he's a Texas. God bless Texas. God bless Amen. Texas. Right. Amen. Right. Absolutely. I know how to make them here. Absolutely.
0: Uh, well, we appreciate it, right,
2: Dave. Thanks, Dave. Yeah, good afternoon. Have See buddy.
0: a good one. That's uh, the great Northside, Dave, Love ladies and gentlemen. God. You heard it here first. Breaking news. It's Bill Belichick. <laughs> I'm not
2: gonna call him that. There's <laughs> no way that I can't. I can't believe he's if no, 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 for 25 years or whatever, however the hell long he's been in the NFL. Everyone's called him Belichick, and he's never even said a word about it.
0: Yeah, you expect me now to call him Belichick? Well, it was Get like it. when it was like when Prince was like, "No, I'm I'm now the artist." No, it's like, dude, you're still Prince, oh. all right, and you're still Bill Belichick, no matter what. Yeah, he
2: will be Bill Belichick. Be- be-
0: I can't even do it. Did you see Mac Jones in his uh, very uneventful uh, uh, showing last night? Try to uh, <laughs> kick uh, kick another guy in the beanbag.
2: No, I didn't, but I did hear about this. But I did love to see Tua. Uh, I know we we didn't talk about this much, but Tua, every time he slid, he'd slid head first. Yeah, Like, what the hell
0: are you doing? Yeah, you only have a problem with your head. Yeah, twice. So, um, twice. Bears rookie safety, Joe Joe Joquan Brisker. Turns out for him that success was, was probably the best form of revenge here. So he was on the receiving end of a fairly unfortunate play. This came in the second quarter of last night's game against the Patriots. He was pursuing Mac Jones. And Jones decided to slide right in front of Brisker. And unfortunately for Brisker, Jones' leg was way up high. And it caught Brisker right in the jewels. Boink. Right in the jewels. Sensitive area, Mm. so to speak.
2: Yeah, no, we get it. Yeah, we get
0: it. And uh, the Manning brothers, actually, uh, here was... (laughs) They had, they had a little bit of commentary as this was ongoing.
3: Back Jones with the slide. Watch this right here. The little kick, right? Ooh. D-Lyman don't like this. You can't hit the quarterback, but yet he can kick you right in the jewels, right? That's why D-Lyman don't like quarterbacks. That's, that's why? Because that? The kick? <laughs> yeah. It's like oh, Billy we... Sims back in the uh, 80s kicking a Houston was... order, if I recall. Kung Fu Billy Sims, they called it. Hey, yeah. As a as a defensive player, like you hate to have an injury timeout where everybody's just focusing on you and they gotta like, oh, let's see what happened right here, and there's the play like that one. You got you gotta try to limp off the field for that after that one, I think.
0: Yeah, it's got to be a little embarrassing. Everybody, wow, everybody <laughs> watch you get lifted thirty feet off the ground by your groin. Quite the commentary. Yeah. You know,
2: D. Lyman don't like getting kicked in the in the
0: nards. <laughs> yeah, they don't like it. Only O-line.
2: Yeah. Pre- you wonder why they're so, they don't like quarterbacks because they kick them in the nards all the time.
0: Now, how quickly fortunes can change because, what, I believe it was three plays later? Or if that. Um, actually, I, well, it may have been less than that. It's called revenge. He's lying on his back. One minute you're lying on your back about to puke blood. <laughs> and next thing you know, you're getting your first career interception. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, first pick of his career. Uh, so, uh, probably a, a, a memorable. Yeah, that's going to be a
2: him. memorable, probably fifteen minutes or so, however long it took to, for that all to happen, because that's a that's a high change of emotions. Hopefully, the uh,
0: grapefruits are doing Seem, okay. This seems morning.
2: like he's probably going to be all right. Yeah, it's probably feeling real good after that interception over. You know what happened before?
0: Probably where you know apparently they don't like that. No, <laughs> I, we we established that only. Yeah. Uh, The offensive line, they're okay with it. Yeah, yeah. They love it. They love it. Just boot them all day long. Not defensive line. Just not the D line. They don't like quarterbacks. Safeties also, I've heard they're a little touchy about that. Mm, We'll see. Cornerbacks kick all day long.
2: Debatable. It's debatable. Go for it. (laughs)
0: Uh, Aaron Rodgers is finding himself in uncharted territory this week. Oh, I love it. 10.5 point underdog. I love it. The Bills favored by 10.5 over the pack right now. They're going to meet Sunday night. First time in Rodgers' career that he's been a double-digit underdog. Oh my god! It's god. not the first time in the, since he's played for the Packers mm-hmm. that they've been a double-digit underdog. They uh, twice before. Looks like in uh, 2008.
2: Let me guess when he didn't play?
0: Yeah, Shotgun. yeah. This was both in 2008. There were 14 and a half underdogs against the Patriots. Uh, and uh, actually, no, not 2008. Since since he started in 2000, so in 2010 there were 14 and a half point underdog against the Patriots, mm-hmm. and then a 14 point underdog against Pittsburgh in 2017. Brett Hundley started that game there. Yikes! Uh, but yeah, so I remember that game. Yeah. So uh, I, I hear you're a bit excited about your Seahawks. This, uh, oh, right you mean now. the first
2: place four and three Seahawks? No, That's weird. correct, sir. How odd is that? Uh, you know, I uh, it's a little odd, but, you know, I, I had to pick every range of emotion this offseason because every time I tried to defend Geno Smith, they were like, oh, my God, you're defending Geno Smith. And then I'm like, well, maybe he won't do it. Whoa, what, you don't really think it's going to do well this year? So I didn't really know what to expect this season. I still go into every game uh, with no expectations. And it's done me very well because I'm used to being a ball of stress every single game. And now I'm like, when something bad happens, I'm like, yeah, well, that makes sense. And then when something good happens, I'm like, yeah, well, you know, that kind of makes sense because we're kind of a good team.
0: If you had to guess on uh, where they show up on the uh, Sports Illustrated Power Rankings this week. (laughs) 15. Close. 16. Oh. Very close. How about that?
2: Yeah, very close. No one still thinks they're going to. I mean... This is the they they have had the best defense in the league the last two weeks, uh, statistically wise. Mm -hmm. But prior to that, they had the absolute bottom feeder worst defense in the league. So now we're kind of at a Jekyll and Hyde where the hell is this defense going to go from here? I mean, they've they've done really well. They drafted very well this year because they got a bunch of rookies, two of them being named Kobe Bryant and Michael Jackson. Not weird, by the way. (laughs) That's so strange. Kobe Bryant is leading the league in forced fumbles. And Tariq Woolen, UTSA, baby, uh, roadrunner, is killing it. Six-foot-four, can run a 4-2. Are you kidding me? And he's got four interceptions. He's leading. He's tied for the league in interceptions. How about that?
0: What a name. Kobe Bryant. The, man, the man's spirit crawls through the earth to be great at another sport.
2: And Michael Jackson, who's actually second, uh, tied for second in forced fumbles. Both those. Guys. And by the <laughs> way, Kobe Bryant, where's number eight? Okay. I love it.
0: On that note. Five one two eight three four one zero two seven is our number. We're going to go to the ballpark and talk a little Longhorn football. Up next, final segments. Give us a call. Let's go.
1: This is the bullpen with Patrick and Brandon on one zero two seven
0: ESPN.
2: Damn it! Listen to Wha- me. <laughs> okay, <laughs> listen to me when I tell you things.
0: Welcome back to the bullpen <laughs>
2: because I'm correct. Damn it! In this matter. Sorry. That's very nice of you. I didn't. I you know I'm still figuring out this whole mic thing.
0: Appreciate that much. Also, I appreciate the smoke blowing, the off-air smoke blowing. I got you, man. Fan of that. Got gotcha. you. Fan of that. Uh, what I'm not a fan of oh. and never will be a fan of, oh. Los Angeles Dodgers. Oh, and they may be making the biggest move in the offseason uh. to pick up the American League single-season home-run king, Aaron Judge.
2: I mean, look, there's no reason why they can't. The only reason why they wouldn't is because Aaron Judge didn't want to go there because they can 100% afford this guy. Especially because they're going to let Trey Turner go
0: to Seattle. It's not just Trey Turner. <laughs> Trey Turner, Craig Kimbrell, mm-hmm. Joey Gallo, they're all uh, going to be free agents next year.
2: I don't think they're going to worry about the latter two there.
0: They're probably going to part ways with all three of them yeah. to free up cap space. Uh, about $100 million that would free up. So certainly that would make it much It's amazing when you're talking about a guy like Judge.
2: Joey Gallo and, 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 and $100 million is is still part of the equation mm-hmm. like where the hell like he hasn't done anything he really hasn't couple seasons. he did pretty well with the Dodgers he had a little resurgence because he didn't do anything for New York they cannot I mean you bring up that name to a Yankees fan and they'll punch you in the face yeah can't stand him yeah but that's like when he, you punch he a Yankee
0: right back exactly right back look
2: don't get me started. I've had some fun with
0: Yankees fans. No quarter for Yankees fans. No. All right. Okay. That's just so we got that. Yes, sir, so we got that clear. Absolutely, Mister Red Sox. Yeah, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for acknowledging <laughs> exactly. that. And by I the knew way, where are you going with that? By the way, the Red Sox are at, uh, admittedly at the very bottom of the list of prospects, but on the list of prospects to possibly pick up Aaron Judge. As you a free can't
2: agent. count you as long as the Red Sox and money are involved. You can't count them out of any free agent. However. It just doesn't seem plausible because this guy is a is a West Coast guy. He wants to be closer to home. He wants to be closer to his mom's. Mm-hmm. And yeah, Red from, Sox uh, are on the complete opposite end of that.
0: Where, where, where is he from? They're, they're, they're that town in California.
2: All I know is a uh, a certain little league photo is being circulated where he was a uh, he had a Mar- Mariners hat on and oh. people are going crazy. Which look, I do I see Aaron Judge signing with the Mariners? Hell no. Would would it would it <laughs> Completely blow me away if he did. No, I think he. I would love for him to, but I don't think it will. So here's some. Possible I think spots. I think it's Dodgers. God, I don't. I'm gonna hate saying this, but Dodgers or
0: Angels. Mm, I don't. I don't see the Dodger, the Angels on this list of the. the I got the top five okay, teams in contention. It. They're not on it.
2: Tell me the top five.
0: So Yankees obviously top the list. Yes. Right. Uh, followed by the Giants. In fact, if you okay, ask a yeah. lot of people. A lot of people, who could pry judge away? A lot of people in the know in baseball will tell you, that the San Francisco Giants. I mean, that's closest to where he's from. I'm mm. pretty sure he's from Northern California. That's correct. Um, he's at Linden, California, okay. to be exact. Also on the list, the Mets. Imagine the back pages of that if they stole him across town.
2: I just don't see how. No, it's
0: it probably, it's it's highly unlikely. Um, but they've, I mean, it's certainly I just don't possible.
2: see how any East Coast team... Bes- Unless it's the Yankees, I don't see how any other East Coast ke- team can take him away.
0: Certainly not in the AL East. Uh, 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 maybe over in the NL East, maybe. But maybe. there's nobody over there who would even possibly can make a play. The Dodgers that we mentioned and the Red Sox. And that one I think would be the sweetest, not just because I'm a Red Sox fan, but just for baseball yeah. because that would probably be the biggest defector in the history of the Yankees-Red Sox rivalry. You've had a lot of guys jump ship, go to mm-hmm. the other side, but nobody the size of Aaron Judge.
2: Yeah, look how close Linden is to San Francisco. That makes a whole lot of sense. Makes a ton of sense. Yep, yeah. sure does. So
0: um, so we'll, we'll, uh, we'll, time will tell. We've got plenty of months to figure out. But my guess, he's back in pinstripes come April. Sure.
2: but And not only that, Giants are a year removed from the playoffs. Yeah. and a hun- They were a 100-win team in 2021. 2021?
0: Twenty twenty? Twenty twenty, I it was believe. Twenty twenty. Yeah. yeah. They
2: made the playoffs and won hundred games. That team, yeah, it's still essentially the same team that it was last year, even though I don't know, they were really bad. I don't know if they completely overachieved in 2020, but they're not far off, is what I'm is basically what I'm saying. They, they had are, that they're, COVID they're, power in they're 2020. Good, yeah, maybe. But they're a good team. So
0: Yeah, so that so I would say that Yankees, Giants, Dodgers, those are probably your th- well, makes sense. Take the Yankees out of it, because he's gonna stay there. But if he didn't, Dodgers and giants, we're really talking uh, money-wise or hometown
2: discount at this point. Yeah,
0: yeah, <laughs> hometown discount. I like that.
2: Look, he may not. They, you, I could see the Giants. If he really wants to go to San Francisco, I can see that him giving them a slight discount because he doesn't need the money. No, he just became the home run king. You know how many endorsements he's going to get this this off season? Holy moly, he's going to get whatever contract he wanted. Money wise, within this offseason alone, I yeah. guarantee it.
0: He look he he made a he made a big bet on himself. Yes, uh, earlier this year he refused. I, what did the Yankees want to sign him to? It like two hundred mil? Yeah, it was almost some,
2: like somewhere around two hundred mil. Something
0: huge, and I don't have it me. I lost it. But uh, either way, uh, he he wanted to go ahead and go on his own and test the waters for something bigger. And I've heard things in the ballpark of three hundred million dollars, dwarfing Mike Trout.
2: Well, just look at what Soto soda, what soda was offered and turned down. Wasn't it like half a billion? Yeah. I why can't Judge get something like that? Yeah, it's, it's going to be huge for him. So, so uh, they offered uh, $230, million. $230 yeah. Yes.
0: And then he wanted more, and he's he, going to get and more. he's going he to He will get, absolutely yeah. get more. Yeah, yes. And probably a lot. He should be in the Soto range
2: because of his power. And did you see those catches he made in the playoffs? Yeah, come on, man. Guy
0: that size shouldn't be able to move. No, like that. No, he should
2: not. Mm-mm. And we're talking—he's like Tariq Woolen, except what four inches taller, yeah. and can run almost as fast.
0: Holy crap! Yeah, he's uh, or or for to put it another way for for my my fans of the Square Circle out there, he's like the Tyson Fury of baseball.
2: Imagine looking at a guy who is six foot seven and can probably run like a four or five forty. Yeah, that's, crazy. that's Aaron Judge, that's crazy. and can hit sixty home runs. And probably is going to hit 50 consistently for the next
0: five years. Probably. Hello. Probably. Hello. Uh, so the World Series kicks off Friday, 7 p.m. at Houston. And Justin Verlander. Back at it
2: again. Uh, what do we expect from him? Another 20, 20 pitch, maybe three, four run? Yeah. Hitting? I am mean, we're talking the Phillies here. This is a whole new beast now. Who we thought 87 wins is nothing. This is a whole different team in the playoffs.
0: Assuming that he wins the Cy Young Award for Which the third time. yes. Uh, and wins the World Series. This would bring his tally to three Cy Young Awards, one MVP, one Rookie of the Year, the all-time postseason strikeout leader, five World Series appearances, one AL Championship Series MVP, and two World Series rings. You think that's a first ballot Hall of Famer resume? I think so. I think so. I think even without all I that, think it, he obviously he's nothing. a He didn't have
2: anything to, else to prove coming into this season. And he proved everyone wrong regardless because of, I mean, he's going to, he, he's you, what, You say, you, say you, you assume, but I think he is a lock for the Cy Young.
0: I'll listen, I, I'm just trying to be objective for the show. but you don't There, have there to is be absolutely no, well, there's no way. Yeah, you're right. No
2: one's going to beat him out. No. No one.
0: Sorry, um, not happening. He should be a lock for the Cy Young, and I think it should be, I mean, and I think it should be Shohei Ohtani for the MVP and yeah, the American League over, Amer- over Aaron Judge, but the, the home run is what, man, that's flashy, man. 62 is the number everybody's going to remember.
2: Honestly, I'm with you. I personally do not believe that the home runs are flashy enough to beat out a guy who not only is an elite hitter, he's an elite pitcher. He set records he on it. both sides. Both sides. Yeah, yeah. Uh, Give but, me a break. What are they looking at? They're, they're looking, looking at 62. They're looking that's at 62.
0: It. That's what they're looking
2: at. And that's great. I'm not taking anything away from that. I could never do that. I will never even sniff that sort of elite, you know, athletic ability. But we're talking a guy who pitched and hit at that elite status as well.
0: He's doing it better than Babe Ruth did it. Man. And so, yeah.
2: And he beat his strikeout record from last season. That's right.
0: He's he's done some and amazing I don't things. Like
2: that team, but and, man, oh, I hate
0: the Angels. But any on. any other season without Judge in the mix, this is this is Shohei Otani's season to, to repeat as MVP, no and doubt.
2: I think I honestly believe that it should have been Shohei. 100%. I one hundred percent.
0: We are in full agreement here in the bullpen. But. Um, so it's October baseball in the MLB, October baseball in the NCAA as well mm-hmm. as the Longhorns looked really impressive in uh, their fall ball opener. 18-5 all over right. Houston, uh, kicking off their fall ball schedule this Sunday uh, against the Cougars. This was a 14-inning exhibition, all Longhorns. 18-5, first exhibition of the, fall, uh, of the season. Now, obviously, this doesn't automatically crown them you know, college World Series champs, but 18. it certainly has given us a good look at, at, at what to look at. And we talked uh, a couple of weeks ago, a few weeks ago back, about check getting to the dish one time and checking out a Longhorn baseball game. Mm-hmm. I could not uh recommend that more yeah you will love They're it. a blast you will love it
2: a but you don't board... think this team has a bad taste in their mouth from last season yeah they do i think they're gonna come in roaring i think they're gonna take i think i, I just think they're gonna be really good this year three guys
0: to watch for uh, uh dylan campbell he's uh i think the the only starter returning to the outfield this season uh also porter brown he's a tcu transfer out there he's going to be joining campbell in the outfield and then pitcher charlie hurley Uh, These are all three guys definitely you're going to want to keep an eye on uh, there. Big club champs coming through. Bring it. I'm expecting big things from this this Texas baseball team as well. From uh, Texas baseball to Texas football now, as Texas running back commits Cedric Baxter, who there's a lot of hype around recently, Uh taking an official visit to Florida State.
2: That's okay. I know. That doesn't mean anything.
0: He's a four-star running back, still one of the top-rated commitments uh, for the 2023 class. Twenty four seven Sports composite rankings list Baxter, uh, Baxter as the number four running back and the number forty eight overall prospect in the nation.
2: Verbal commit doesn't mean you can't keep checking out other schools, so right. don't freak out too much. Well, and
0: he's from Florida, yeah. So the Seminoles are making a real push to keep him there. True, uh, Alabama, Florida also in the in the mix along with Texas, uh, just, but
2: you just got to consider who's going to be the have the better team at least on paper at this point when he's going to play, and it's got to be Texas, hundred percent at this
0: point, certainly. Yeah, uh, but. So a, a definite a definite priority for the Florida State Seminoles. They're, they're the ones I see uh, above Tech. I mean, uh, right next to Texas. That, that's the other name I keep seeing. So they're going to make it a priority. Steve Sarkeesian mm-hmm. has got to make it. I would a hope so. Priority. Mm-hmm. You want to keep this class the way it is. Um, the Longhorns have really proven uh, that you know players can players are developing well. I mean, you know, look at the success of these guys like Bijan Robinson and, R- and Roshan Johnson. Uh, you know, the, uh, under running backs coach Tashard Choice. So, look,
2: I know I know fans are 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 disappointed with the last couple losses, but you got to remember they've already improved from last season. They've already uh, won as many games as they won all of last year. It's only going to take them one more win to be bowl eligible. You didn't I mean, I know a lot of people expected them to win maybe 9, 10 games and that, that I think that's still potentially a possibility. But they're still progressed. They're still better than they were last year. I know they're not the undefeated, you know, one-two loss team that y'all were hoping for, but I think that was too much to expect from a team that is still very inexperienced.
0: I don't think it's too much to ask, though, to not blow leads consistently in the second half. Agreed. Uh, That's that still, that is still a, a tough bugaboo. Yeah, uh, that is, um, Sark can't shake that one yet. Yeah, and, yet. And, and And right now, we mentioned yesterday, in his two years, he's actually got more second-half losses, blown leads, than anybody else Anybody else in the FBS? It's tough. Not but
2: at least you can't take this year uh, issues like that as the same as last. It's a year. different year. It's, it's a, different a different team. It's a different year. It's a different team. We've already heard enough that this team chemistry is way better than it's ever been. It's through the roof. These guys love each other. They like playing with each other. Mm-hmm. They. This is this is the this is a team. Yeah. And it's just unfortunate that what has happened with. Like you said, you know, the second half, blowing the second half leads.
0: Yeah. And uh, Sark actually touched on this uh, just yesterday about blowing these second half leads. I think
3: the reality of it is, is what we're trying to get to is there's got to be a level of consistency in play. Um, And so, like this morning, for example, I, I go through our tape with our guys and I show them the game. And, you know, part of it is something very simple as just you know, effort and population of the ball defensively. I can show a clip in the first quarter or the second quarter where we're flying to the ball, we're getting hats to the ball. Then I can show a play late in the game Saturday where a ball gets completed and we've got a guy wrapped up. And I look and we've got guys watching a tackle being made rather than Five hats flying to the ball to, to help get that man on the ground. And so it's about consistency and our style of play. Ultimately it comes down to execution. And those are those are things that, you know, at critical moments in the game, it's about doing your job and doing your job really well and doing it with a consistent manner. You know, the the third down scramble that, that the quarterback has, they're throwing a screen pass to the right and we defend the screen really well, and we actually had a spy on the quarterback. But the guy who was the spy on the quarterback went to go help on the screen, which wasn't his job. It wasn't a lack of effort. He wanted to help go make a play, but ultimately you still have to do your job at those critical moments in the game. So those are the things we're trying to emphasize.
0: There were also some uh, some questions as to whether or not Sark should have uh, benched Quinn Ewers, who's looking a little bit no more way. like a freshman right now. Nah. He you you got to let him go through the motions.
2: It. Yeah, you got to let him go through these games so he's experienced and knows how to get
0: past them. Yeah, he, he he's he's said got, he didn't consider it.
2: No, but now he, that Quinn Yours is healthy, it, this is his team. The only way he's going to lose his job is, is if he really like plays awful or if he gets hurt. Yeah, like he's got to really play himself out of the out of his job for Hudson Card to come back. Unfortunately, yeah. Fortunately, unfortunately, however you want to
0: look. And at Card, him. you know, I mean, to his credit, kid's good. Yeah, kid's great. Uh, yeah, but he, you know, he's I, not. Yours, he's not
2: Quinn yours, and he's not making Quinn
0: Yours He's funny. Ewers has got to just, uh, hey, he's a little bit more focus, you know, and, and uh, he's going to make a lot of dumb mistakes. He not hasn't
2: even like we keep talking. About, he hasn't even played a full college football season no. yet. No, he hasn't. So we're we're going to see this again. It just it has to be on the defense now to hold these leads, because you know. We may not see Quinn Ewers play to the potential that he has yet because he's young, he's inexperienced. He's not going to play perfect every game. No. So the team has to bail him out. And just like they will do the same when the defense is not. Yeah. It just has to be. It's just how it is. He's still young.
0: He is still young. Uh, Sark, ruffled some feathers of of Longhorn fans on uh, Saturday by not singing the eyes of Texas after the loss, and he actually made it a point to address this this week.
3: You know, I I owe an apology to Longhorn Nation. Uh, I I made a mistake at the end of the game and not singing the eyes of Texas when the game was done. That was not anything intentional. That was not anything that had to do with our players. I think our players just followed me up the ramp into the locker room, obviously upset by the way the game ended, and literally walked off the field. So I apologize to everybody for that. That will never happen again. Uh, But, again, it was not intentional. It was not uh, premeditated by any means. That was just a mistake on my part. Nothing to do with the players. They had followed my lead on that, so that won't happen again. And
0: I think the reason why he felt it necessary to address that is because he made it a point when he came on board saying, this is the school song. I understand there's controversy surrounding it, but this is our school song, full stop. And I guess was just frustrated enough to not sing it on Saturday. Can't blame blame him. him. Yeah.
2: Yeah, can't blame him for it, honestly.
0: Yeah, I I don't um, I don't fault him for it. I don't personally. Do you
2: think every every single player really wants to sing that song after a tough loss? Like honestly, I know they got to do its no. tradition and all that, but
0: I think even before the controversy, uh, I think that I I, I wouldn't want to sing any song after a loss. Sure, except maybe. I'm sure this isn't the first time this has happened with any coach
2: to to do that before. So hopefully, no one took offense to that. Yeah, clearly some, some people somebody did. said something some because. People did. You wouldn't start off your press conference like that if you didn't. But clearly it
0: wasn't an intentional
2: move to slight long Nation, Especially because, like you said, he made a point to say, this is the song.
0: Right. And that's going to do it for us here on the bullpen on this Tuesday. Stick around. Paul Feinbaum is up next. And Sports Talk with Ed and Beto. All Four to six. We'll be back tomorrow. Make sure you tune in then. Can't wait.